Welcome to the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Welcome in. We got some great, we had a great guest on today and we are going to talk about players that you should sell or buy before the NFL draft. But before we get into that, let's welcome the guest, Dustin. Thanks, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, Dave, thanks, Dave and Brad. Thanks for having me. It's uh, Dave. We've been trying to get this going for a while. We uh, met down at the combine. It's uh, good to finally get on and talk some football with you guys. And today, the main slate is going to be again players to trade and sell. We got each of us brought one player from each position to buy, one to sell. The draft is going to indirectly or directly impact a lot of players. Some of them might be more predictable than others, and we're going to help you try to sort through that. But of course, want to go through some news. The first, the biggest news is is Odell Beckham Jr. Um, he gets a big fat contract to go to the uh, Ravens. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. has not really done much, and so Brad, uh, what are you what are you doing here with Odell Beckham Jr. and then Dustin after that? What do you think this does for Rashad Bateman? I've been trying to move Lamar Jackson for weeks, and everybody says, "Oh no, I can't, I can't do that until I know what happens." Well, right after the Odell Beckham signing happened, it came out that Lamar was talking to ownership. He was talking to OBJ saying, hey, I want this guy. It's pretty much a done deal that he's going to play for the Ravens. They're just working through some of those details. I know the details seem to be big at times, but I'm personally using this to move out of Lamar Jackson in one league that I'm looking to try to add some assets to. But that's where I'm looking at. This is a bigger thing for the Ravens because to me it means Lamar is their guy and that's good for them even though I'm a Browns fan and I didn't want it to happen so <laughs> Dustin thoughts on Rashad Bateman I mean I think it on one hand helps Bateman because you add that a bigger name and a bigger presence on the other side of the field so Bateman's not going to get double coverage I'm not sold on Bateman being a really good wide receiver in the NFL like we just haven't seen it um, he was injured last year only played six games played 12 in his rookie season but if Bateman can be the one and can get that, you know, 90 targets, I think that's really good for him. And I think he can see that going into it. His rookie year, he played 12 games, saw 67 targets. So he's probably on pace for 90 targets in that offense with Lamar Jackson. If Lamar Jackson's not there, obviously everybody gets a downgrade. But I think adding a decent threat to, to pair with Bateman and Mark Andrews, I think just opens things up, splits the coverage a little more. And I think it should open the field up for Bateman. Yeah, and, and it didn't have a big cra- crazy uh, cap hit for uh, Odo Beckham's contract. Uh, he got most of it in sign-on bonuses and the you know the incentive. So uh, so Brad, the the other news we have six teams that are reportedly trying to trade up to the number three spot. What which name one team that you think would be trying to trade up to number three? Raiders, Raiders. Look, I know Jimmy G got this huge contract, and we're going to talk a little bit about him later, not to kind of peek behind the curtain or anything, but that deal is a very team-friendly deal that they can get out of next year. So I think they're in prime position to try to move up if they choose to do so, or if they get lucky enough for a team that, you know, one of these quarterbacks to kind of fall, having their, you know, having them available at seven is probably an option too. But I, I think the Raiders are definitely a team that could – potentially move up to that number three spot and take their game. Yeah, yeah, $24 million sign-on bonus. That is an opt-out at March 17th next year. They're very much set up to move on from Jimmy G next year if they would like to. Uh, what's another team you think, Dustin? 
I think the Titans. I think they're uh, the dark horse team. Ryan Tannehill's way old and not that great. It seemed like they are out on Malik Willis, right? They started Joshua Dobbs with the playoffs on the line. So they could just be looking to start from scratch and they could move up. I think they're in the six, seven spot. Like they could easily jump up there. It's not going to cost them a ton. Have one more year with Derrick Henry maybe and maybe make a push. They have a winnable division. So they could definitely jump up and get a quarterback that they want there. Yeah, I think another team that could be the the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons are sitting there at eight. They just saw the Carolina Panthers move up. Um, you know, somebody like a, you know, Will Levis or or even a, a Anthony Richardson um, in this offense with the with, with the RPOs and the system that they have there, the run heavy scheme. Um, Jets, Jets uh, shouldn't they shouldn't definitely be trying to move up even without having the 17th pick. Um, they got the 13th pick. And so um, they just got, I know, another second round pick for, um, you know, Elijah Moore. It's a pick 44. They also got a fifth round pick, I believe, in the deal. Um, so they got they got some firepower. I actually did a mock draft with them. You can check it out on our YouTube channel. And uh, what I did was I actually traded back a little bit. So then they could um, recoup some of that Aaron Rodgers draft capital, mm-hmm. trade the Elijah Moore pick and another, you know, second or third and a future pick to go land Aaron Rodgers basically for free. Um, and, uh, you know, with with the Jets, they could be using that Elijah Moore pick to go uh, get out Aaron Rodgers' deal done. Uh, another team? Um, Brad, what do you think? Ooh, another team. Look, you're going to hate this. You're going to hate this, and I know some other people are. I still don't think Geno Smith is the answer for the <laughs> Seattle Seahawks, and I, I think Seattle could be – like, like we talked about dark horses in the race, could be talking about moving up in the draft to, to get one of these quarterbacks. Uh, again, even if they don't, they may be one to look at the quarterback position later on in the draft as well, uh, even though they did re-sign Drew Locke to a one-year deal, which I don't think is necessarily backup quarterback material. So, Well, and they could always trade up for a defensive player too. It's not just a quarterback. Obviously, most of the time is. But Will Anderson uh, could be someone that somebody could target. Um, the Eagles um, could be a team that could try to move up. They got a lot of draft capital, two first round picks. Um, it's not just me. Nate also uh, dogged on my uh, my Danny. He said Cam Newton over Danny Dimes last week. <laughs> Nate's, oh. Nate's killing me. Uh, this is usually where I, I Brad dogs on Geno. So then I just got to pick on on Jared Goff. But uh, Dustin, I'll let you take the next one. Yeah, I mean, there's. There's some outside chance that we see a team like Minnesota trade up. Now, it's a big move up for Minnesota. And they don't have a second-round pick, so it would cost them a lot. But Kirk Cousins, almost done for. He's got this year. They could use someone. At three, if they go quarterback, you're looking at Richardson or Levis. Most likely, I doubt Stroud and Young are there. Those guys need to sit for a year at least uh, before they're ready to start, so it might not be a bad pick. I don't see him moving up that far, but I definitely think they could be looking for a quarterback somewhere. It's all good, Nate. Well, let's, uh, Brad, let's check in with the sponsors and let's get into our buys and sells. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to kick off the new year with some new gear that's built to last. And our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades that are customizable, customizable goggles and other 
so many other options. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that you or I have worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. But that's not all. Shady Rays also offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear, and that is every pair of sunglasses that you purchase from Shady Rays is backed by their lost and broken replacements. So if you're like me, you break a million pairs, they are also replaceable. So if you lose or break your pair like I do, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair with no questions asked. So wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. So to date, they've donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America as well. So if you don't love them, you can also do things like exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There is no risk when you use Shop with Shady Rays. Their team has your back. So exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is also giving the best deal of the new year. So go to ShadyRays.com, use our promo code SGPN for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. So try yourself the shades, rate of five stars by over 200,000 people. Dustin, you're the guest. First man up, who are you selling? I'm selling quarterback Matthew Stafford of the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, he's just too old, and that team is – they have no first-round picks, so they can't add talent around him. Um, They're pretty cap-strung up. I mean, I think Cam Akers is good. Cooper Cup's come back from an injury. They could very easily pack it into the draft. They could get an offer for Cooper Cup and ship him out. Stafford could only make it a couple games, and then they're just in a complete rebuild. So I'm selling him why you can if someone's looking for a starting quarterback. In in one QB leagues, people want him because of the cup connection. In two QB leagues, he's definitely a starter for your week, so I'm getting rid of him right now. Yeah, and, and with Stafford, um, last year was not a good year for him. No. Um, you know, their offensive line took a real dip. They were negative 11% DVOA, um, and a lot of the struggles were because of that and then the injuries. And then, of course, at the end of the season, they just figured, you know, we're going to pack it in. He does seem like he's going to be playing this year. Um, so, you know, Brad, any, any thoughts on what you could get for, for Matthew Stafford? Yeah, he's pulling some decent value. So I kind of like this as a sell. I was originally, when I'm th- looking at it, thinking, ah, I might buy him because he's so low right now. But you're not getting him low. Matthew Stafford and Devontae Adams moving away from some older pieces for Dak Prescott and a 2023 first. So you're going up in the quarterback ranks. You're also gaining some years in age, and you're adding that 23 first that you are not getting for Devontae Adams straight up to begin with. I really like that deal. And then you package him with George Kittle, and you're getting – this is the other side of the coin, right? You you always look at trades, and you see some that are really good and some that are like, ooh, maybe this guy is a little bit of a buy or sell, whatever the the situation is. George Kittle and Matthew Stafford – for Chris Godwin, a 23-second, a 23-third, and Greg Dolchin. So now how high are you on Godwin, right? So now I'm like, okay, maybe this is a buy here, right? So I think it could go either way, depending on how your league views Matthew Stafford and the situation. But I do agree, for the most part, he is definitely a sell. Brad, who you got for a sell? All right, I'm going to go with, I alluded to it earlier, Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders, currently coming off the board at ADP QB 28. And it's all about the value for me. Not only can they get out of him next year, you can use that contract as a selling point. Oh, it's a three-year, $75 million deal. He's there for three years. Even though you, I, 
Uh, we all know that's likely not the case. So I can move Jimmy G and Mike Gesicki for Calvin Ridley and Pat Fryermuth. Sign me up. Sign me up. I can move Jimmy G for a 23 second and third round pick. Sign me up for that. I, or if I get fancy and I'm sending this trade out in the league that I have Jimmy G in today, and I know it's going to get smashed decline because it's not realistic, but Jimmy G for Nick Chubb straight up in a super flex league. Oh, come on. Sign me up for that all day and twice on Sunday. So Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders, get him off your squad. Yeah. And so we talked earlier about the contract situation and if they were to draft a quarterback and they, you know, draft somebody at the seventh spot or they traded up for them, you can see a situation where that person plays a little earlier. And that can be really tough if you pay up for Jimmy G or use a high draft spot on him. Um, plus, Jimmy G doesn't tend to, to play the entire year most of the time. Um, he's, he's a, you know, he's a great cook. If you haven't seen his TikTok, by the way, Jimmy, no, Jimmy G. Not. He's got a like kind of it's like it looks like a burner account. So it doesn't say Jimmy G, but he's like a legit cook. All right, um, he's Italian. So uh, mine is uh, you know all the dynasty community love this guy, and, and I'm gonna get hate for it, but I'm gonna say it again. It's Trey Lance. Trey Lance is going on a year three. He hasn't done anything yet, and he's still holding pretty good value. Most people got him for the 103, 102, 104, depending on where you you know drafted Justin Fields and and Trevor Lawrence in that draft, um, which was stacked with some other nice players. Um, I did a price check for him, and it came out as the 107. So okay, it's a little bit cheaper. Um, so you're putting him kind of in the Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, Jameer Gibbs range, and and he, it could be a steal. It could be a steal, but it also comes with a lot of risk, a lot of risk because a, you got the fact that Brock Purdy's there. They just signed Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold could be the, you know, he could end up being the reason that they're able to move on from Trey Lance. Maybe they start Sam Darnold until Brock Purdy's ready to go. And then Brock Purdy takes over and they trade Trey Lance. The whole reason everybody was so excited for Trey Lance was, Kyle Shanahan, just because he goes to another team doesn't think he's magically going to be the same dude. We were excited about him because of, because of Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, if he goes to Minnesota Vikings or goes to another team, there's there's reasons to be excited, but not the same. And there's just too much risk for me to be sending 107 for this guy. Yeah, I thought that the recent news might cause me to be interested in maybe purchasing. I just can't. I mean, it's just too much. And there's a, I mean, it was a lot of people voting for the 103, 104, 105. I mean, it was, it was the 107 where it finally flipped to Lance, but people were 106, 105. And, and I'm sure there are people that send more people absolutely love this guy. They've dug their heels in. And I mean, I hope he's good. I just, you haven't seen enough and you didn't even see enough in college. Brad, what are some Trey Lance trades going on right now? Yeah, so there's a lot of picks going on. There's a lot of people throwing first and 2023 first and second round picks. 
for Trey Lance. I see Trey Lance in a 23 second for Devonta Smith in a 24 second, which I always love those positional changes, right? It kind of confuses yeah. things a little bit, but you really have the longevity with some of those wide receivers. I really like that move in a rebuild type situation. Get yourself that 24 second and be looking at next year. Another one that's interesting to me is Trey Lance in a 23 first for Kenny Pickett and a 23 first. So my question there would be, where do you think those firsts are? Right. And does it change your opinion of that trade if it's one way versus the other? Yeah. I mean, Kenny Pickett, if you do your, do my, if I do my rankings right now, I probably have Trey Lance slightly above Kenny Pickett. Yeah. And so I, I, I'm, I know I, this, this is because you said bad things about Gina Smith. Um, I just, you know, Kenny Pickett, it's, I, we, we obviously still have to see it. Um, but him and Trey Lance are pretty much in the same tier for me. Um, I just don't necessarily see QB one upside with, with Kenny Pickett. And, and that, that's where I'm at. Um, so I, I wouldn't, I think if a first plus one of the other guys, like I'm taking the first plus the other guy. So if it's Kenny Pickett plus a first, even if it's a late first, I'm taking it. Cause like I said, I just think there's too much risk. We know Kenny Pickett's at least going to be the quarterback this year. And he's going to start the whole season. Last year, he didn't have Don, Deontay Johnson at the beginning of the year. Then he, he didn't have George Pickens for some of the some of the year. He got hurt. He got a concussion. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Kenny Pickett year two. Yeah, I agree. I think when you talk about, especially in Dynasty, Trey Lance has camp and maybe the first six weeks of the season to prove it. If it's not, they're moving on to Rock Purdy. And then does he have any value for another team? Kenny Pickett will be the starter all year, like you said, and possibly if he doesn't work out there, gets traded and gets a shot somewhere else because he's a unproven talent. At this point, Trey Lance has kind of proven that he can't do it and can't stay healthy. So he's got a real short leash and a real hot seat there. And I don't know if he can get a catch on with the second team if he doesn't prove it the first couple weeks of the season. And Lance was way over Pickett in the polls. But yep. let's get moving. Um, let's talk about underdog. And so we we love our sponsors. And for, for you guys that are our best ballers, make sure you check out our heroes and rivals, heroes and villains, uh, underdog fantasy. Uh, we're brought to you by underdog fantasy. It's a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. So we got running backs now. Yep. Dustin, who do you got? I got, and this is going to be a shocker, Damian Pierce for the Texans. No shot. I'm selling him. He's not a good pass blocker. They brought in Devin Singletary, who has a better yards per carry than him over the course of his you know, season. Now, right? We only saw one year Damian Pierce, third-round running back. They can be hit or miss. Usually they're more missed than, than anything else. They don't stick around. Texans are going to bring in a new quarterback, most likely, at number two. They're probably going to get a receiver in the draft. So they could be shifting to anything. And they got a new head coach. So there's no loyalty to Damian Pierce with this new regime. They could easily move on from him and just phase him out of the offense. So I'm selling him now. He probably fetches a decent price. So you can capitalize on his value right now. Yeah. You were at the NFL Combine media session with me. Yep. And we talked to running backs. And they, I'm like, what, what teams have you met with? Houston, 
Houston, Houston, Houston. Yep, New England, New Orleans, Philadelphia. I mean, it was a lot of the same teams, but a lot of a lot of Houston. And uh, yeah, definitely agree with that. And he was actually a fourth round pick. So Brad, before that, got even worse. Yep. Yeah, the value's there. I think it's a smash sell uh, because of the regime change. I think if the regime was still there that drafted him, it's a little bit different of a situation for me. But you can move Damian Pierce for Derek Carr in a super flex league, Derek Carr and a pick. You can move Damian Pierce for Calvin Ridley plus Jamal Williams, right? New touchdown machine in New Orleans. Uh, You can pair him with Daniel Jones, apparently, and get Justin Herbert. Like, yes, do all of these things. Like, even if he was a workhorse last year, does that carry over? We don't have a great history with these day three running backs kind of content, you know, more than a year or two kind of here or there. So I think he's definitely a sell based on the value that we're seeing off trades right now. Yeah, Yeah, and – you know, he did get Devin Singletary added to the, the roster, which might be a good thing for Pierce. Um, Devin Singletary, you know, and Pierce together. Um, Pierce was a workhorse for a few weeks, but then he broke down. And he never has been a workhorse in his in his career. Even in college, he was very, very lightly used in college. He's a good player, um, but I think they're going to bring someone in, especially to handle some of that three down and third down and, and passing game. And so, you know, guys that we talked to were Ty J Spears. Um, it was a, a Devon A Chain. Um, there was a That's bunch the of name guys. I was thinking of. Devon yeah. A Chain could be that pass catching back, and he's got speed. And last year he got the load because you had Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll throw into nobody. And this year they're going to get, they should get John Mechie back from cancer, which is great. Um, Nico Collins should come back healthy, so they'll have better receivers, and I do expect them to draft a receiver. I've been saying along I would love to see Houston get Stroud at two and JSN at 12 and pair them back up, and I think that would really help their offense. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Brad, who's your next running back? Uh, all right, so my sell is going to be Khalil Herbert, running back for the Chicago Bears, and I know how good he was last year splitting carries with David Montgomery and how good he was in the couple games that David Montgomery missed. However, comma, I just don't see the three down skill set in him right now. Right now they bring in a big bruiser power back in Deonta Foreman. Now I don't think Deonta Foreman is keeping Khalil Herbert off of the field necessarily. However, it does look to me like Chicago is thinking around, okay, what is best for our running back room? It's not leaning on Khalil Herbert like we hope, but there's a lot of hype from a lot of people that think Khalil Herbert is going to be the guy in Chicago. There is one guy that runs the ball in Chicago on a consistent manner, and that's Justin Fields. It ain't Khalil Herbert. He's not the primary running back on the team. He's not going to be in the inside, you know, the the inside the 10, inside the five runs. Those are all going to Deonta Foreman, the power back. They're not going to go to Cleo Herbert. Now, does he have upside from a PPR perspective or a week-to-week basis? Absolutely. But not what he's pulling right now. And I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility that Chicago uses either that late second or early third, the pick 61 or pick 64 that they have, that to go and get one of these guys to add into the backfield because Deonta Foreman is a one-year deal. Khalil Herbert 
is on his rookie deal and already going on age 25. So the likelihood that they re-sign him is pretty minimal. So likely they're going to look to add somebody. And I think you're going to see his, even though he's a value and looks to really be a, a solid fantasy asset this season, beyond this season, that value is going to plummet because somebody's going to get added and he's not going to be the guy. Yeah, I, I know I'm the Khalil Herbert fan, um, but I will say that the Bears need about 20 starters. And um, I don't think they're going to use a second or a third round pick on a running back when they went out and just got Deonta Foreman. Um, they need to protect their quarterback. He's got no offensive line. They need about four, if not five starters. And the defensive line is atrocious. Yeah. And so uh, and they, I, left, they let Roquan Smith go too. Yeah. And then they so. traded pick 32 for, for Chase Claypool. Um, so it, will they do something, you know, something stupid? Possibly. Um, but they just, they, they have so many glaring needs on, on key positions in a rebuild. They still could add a running back and let's not be, let's like Cleo Herbert's not a high draft capital guy. He could be replaced yep. by a fourth, fifth rounder. They get Kendra Miller, Izzy Ebenaconda in the day three um, that they, that could replace Herbert. Um, they also added um, the, uh, Travis Homer. Um, so they got a pretty cheap backfield going on, and then obviously Justin Fields can do his thing. But I, I do think that they build in the trenches during this draft with the defensive offensive line. Um, but uh, who's your who's yours? Uh, actually, am I up? I'm up. Yeah, I got my my running back, and with running backs, there's always there's always so many different running backs because they change so so quickly. Um, but my sell was all of the 2022 day three running backs because of what we just talked about, Damian Pierce. So Brian Robinson, you know what team has the highest odds for Bijan? Washington. Yep. Brian Robinson, you are in danger. Isaiah Pacheco, you are in danger. Tyler Algier, you are in danger. <laughs> Everybody that is a, a fourth, fifth, fifth, sixth, seventh round running back, you're in danger. And we saw it happen. You know, James Robinson went and had a, a great rookie year. They took a first round running back. Nobody expected the Jaguars to take a first round running back. Doesn't mean every single one of them is going to be replaced and Khalil Herbert's not. No. But they're just as much in danger as Khalil Herbert is because Khalil Herbert's not a, a first, second, or third round pick. And that's the same, you know, it's kind of the same rationale we're talking about. These guys just, they don't have a lot of investment in them, so they're easily replaced. And on top of it, there's only a handful of, like, kings of the of the, the backfield. You know, Derrick Henry and Saquon Barkley and Najee Harris wasn't even the king of his backfield last year. I mean, he was, you know, Batman to Jalen Warren's Robin, but he didn't have the whole thing to himself. So there's not a lot of those places to go around. Um, you know, Rashad White, I know they said he's a three-down guy. He could be. Um, is Pacheco more in danger more you know more than Derek McKinnon? They're both. Yeah. They're both in danger. I mean, Kansas City is a pretty complete team. They're a pretty good team. How how nice would it be uh, from a financial standpoint? Yeah, you don't want to take a early first round running back, but pick thirty one. Go take Jameer Gibbs, and there's yeah. your there's your uh, you know McKinnon and Pacheco. Poof. Yeah. Like. You know, just crush their their their, you know, their uh, values. So, um, any of those guys, if you have them, I'm not saying go out and panic sell them. 
but shop them around, see what you can do. Um, sometimes, you know, I know that we want the one for one where you go and say, all right, I'm going to give you Pacheco. You're going to give me 201. But sometimes you might have to give 303 to get that 201. So 303 plus Pacheco for 201, just an example. Um, Tyler Algier is bringing some heat right now, dude. Tyler Algier today for a 23 first. Tyler Algier for a second and a third. Tyler Algier for Calvin Ridley. Tyler Algier for two seconds. Tyler Algier and Darren Waller for DeAndre Swift. I'm a Swift lover. I'm sorry. It just is what it is. He... Go sell him right now. Like, get him on the block and yeah. get him off your team. Yeah, they're, they're another team that's, you know, um, up there in the Bijan Robinson sweepstakes. I don't think at number eight, but they could trade back into the first round. They could take him early in the second round. Um, you know, obviously, Bijan's probably going to go in the first round, so they're going to have to trade up a little bit. But they're in range to do so, um, especially with that offense. Bijan could be the, the Derrick Henry um, in that offense. Or they could trade back, trade back from the eighth spot and then take Bijan in the middle of the first, end of the first. Um, there's a lot of things that could happen there. And just like I said, any of those guys, they're in danger. Um, and, you know, sell while you can. Uh, as far as receivers, Dustin, who do you got? This one pains me because I'm a believer and a fan of this guy, but it's I'm on Ross St. Brown for the Lions. Jamison Williams there. Golf had a real good year last year, so does Golf repeat this, what I would consider an abnormal year for him and statistically wise. Does Jamison Williams take a step up? I expect Detroit to draft a tight end. They've used their tight end really well. They've put up like seven touchdowns with some guys, not named P.J. Hawkinson last year. So Amara could see his targets drop. They could move Swift into that pass-catching role, just a third down back, and he could start seeing more targets. So I think Amara's up there where he's going to be fetching a, a decent price, and you can move him now, and we'll see a dip in his production this year. Yeah, he's he's definitely someone that, that he's getting aware. He's – uh kind of peaking. And so yeah. I love him on our St. Brown, especially in PPR leagues, but I, I definitely understand that. I got, got a, a personal uh, question for you guys. I got offered the 201 and Jamison Williams for Jalen Waddle today. Ooh, I would not take that. I declined it. I said, I think there's a bigger gap between Jamison Williams and Jalen Waddle than the 201 and Superflex. I, I, I also got offered Jahan Dotson and the 109. For Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I don't think I'd do that either. Thank you. I, I, prefer, I mean, out of the two, if I was forced to take yeah. one, I'd take the the Jameson Williams one. I just think the upside's higher with Jameson Williams yeah. than it is with Jahan Dotson. Yeah, I, 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 I declined both. Uh, I, I sent a, a trade to Brad, but he declined me. Um, Brad, who do, you, who do you got for your uh, who do you got for your receiver? All right, so my sell is purely because I saw it. And I can't unsee it, as I was telling these guys pre-show. And that is Christian Watson, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. So hear me out. Seven touchdowns we saw this guy. Comes out in week one, has a wide open, like 70-yard touchdown pass. Hits him in the bread basket, drops it, and then he disappears for weeks. Then he has a four-game stretch where he just destroys and has seven touchdowns in that four-game stretch. But there's a, a correlation here. And I'm look, I know this is not realistic, but it's like I said, it's one of those things that I saw and I can't unsee. 
Those four games where he scored his seven touchdowns were the four games that Romeo Dobbs missed. When Romeo Dobbs came back, Christian Watson went to dog shit again. Now, I, I get it. That's not the reality of the matter. I just, look, I'm moving this guy. Based on what I can get Debo in a second for Christian Watson, I'm taking that. I can get a first and a second for Christian Watson, I'm taking that. I just, there's too much value to be had with the volatility of that situation with Jordan Love. Is he going to be there next year? Are they going to re-sign him? Is it a new quarterback? How's that work? Do they add a wide receiver in the room? There are too many variables in that, plus the un, the seen and no longer unseen fact of Romeo Dobbs in those four games. So Christian Watson, I think, is a sell on your on your dynasty rosters. Uh, yeah, for me, it's it's I would keep him because he has the speed. He's also six five, and this group of receivers in this draft are all small. There's hardly any big ones. I mean, they're all slot receivers. Christian Watson did play 31% of his snaps in the slot, but I think his height keeps him on the field. He can play out wide. He's going to be a red zone threat. So I think you keep him. I keep him just for that. I think if I was going to sell a, a receiver from Green Bay, it's Romeo Dodge just because he projects more to be that slot guy. I just like the height. If there was other big receivers that I thought the Packers could get, I would trade him, but I don't think they can find someone of his size in this draft. I'll give Definitely you Definitely an abnormal size for what we're seeing nowadays. Yep. Right. So. In my, in my Packers mock draft, I gave them JSN at 15, slap in the face to Aaron Rodgers as they trade him out of town and take a first-round receiver. <laughs> uh, mine is probably controversial as well. Uh, Michael Pittman. And so uh, I was on a show last week, shout out to Leather Brands, and I said, um, I, I argued with the guy that said he's going to sell Michael Pittman. And I said, who's, like, who's really buying Michael Pittman? Right now, like you don't usually, you know, don't buy a guy after a bad season and when the stock is low, like you buy, you sell high and you buy low. Like that's, that's the name of the game. And he was like, well, you know, I think you can get something for him. And I was like, well, I, I disagree. Like, I don't think you can get much for him right now. There's unknown at quarterback. He's coming off. He's, he's coming off of two. Okay. Years, very inconsistent production, much more productive with Carson Wentz. But, I mean, he's, he's going on the fourth year of his rookie deal, I believe. And you're – he's wide receiver 20 last year. You're looking for, like, some rough years. This could be a DJ Moore situation. And I'm just like – I just – I wouldn't buy. And so I personally would not, you know, pay a mid-first-round pick. But then I did a price check, and people were saying that they'll, they'll sell the Superflex 107-108 for him. And so I changed my mind. And then I see all the people that love him. Uh, and I know, you know, Mike, the, the hitman, right, has this, uh, he definitely has his way of swaying people. Um, but I just, I feel like he's very replaceable. And if I could get a 107 or give me 111, 112 and a, a pick, a second round pick next year, so I can get my boy Zay Flowers and a second round pick next year, sign me up. Uh, I just, I, I, I feel like you can replace the points. And by the time that Pittman returns value, he's going to be 28, 29 years old. Yeah, I had Pittman on my buy list because he's going to get a new quarterback. We'll probably see Minshew for the first couple of weeks, but he was wide receiver 20 last year with crap at quarterback. You know, Matt Ryan, Nick Foles, Sam Ellinger. Like, he's bound to get somewhat of an upgrade. Even if he doesn't, he's probably going to repeat that 141 targets, 99 receptions, 925 yards, and four touchdowns. Like, 
if you can get that, now I'm, I agree with you. If you can sell them for a 109, 112, take it. But I think that seems far-fetched to me, I think, in real exact. Yeah. I get it on the Dynasty price check polls, which you do are great on Twitter. I don't see that actually happening in leagues. But I'm buying them because I think that's just the sky's the limit for him. I think we've seen his floor with crap at quarterback, and we're going to see the possibility of that increasing is is greater than it than it decreasing. I mean, is his situation that much different than Drake London's? Nope. And every, and he's a everybody wants him, right? I would say from a, a talent perspective, from a size perspective, they're pretty common. Uh, they went to the same school. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of commonalities there, but uh, a lot of commonalities there. Um, and as far as the price check, what, what kind of trades are you seeing from Michael Pittman right now? Uh, the, Rashad White, Jamison Williams in two seconds. I'm taking that. I'd take that, yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, you can see him. This this is an interesting one because it's a, a win-now kind of move. You move Michael Pittman Jr. in a 24 first for Derrick Henry and Stephon Diggs. I personally don't like it, but if I'm trying to win this year and yeah. I think I've got a chance, maybe that's a trade I'm willing to make, especially with that first being a two, you know two years from now uh, yeah. type of deal. And then there's a bunch of package deals. The last one that I wanted to get to was uh, right here. So we talked uh, Tony Pollard earlier as a sell. Oh, we didn't. He was on the list, but we didn't talk about him. So Tony Pollard, who made the list as a sell, but we didn't we didn't talk about, and Michael Pittman for Chris Olave, right? I love that deal. Tony Pollard on a one-year deal. Michael Pittman, we hope he can take the next step with a rookie quarterback, and you're going to Chris Olave, who we saw with – crap at quarterback last year and now bringing in Derek Carr who we know loves to hyper target people like sign me up for that Olave share and yeah so Pollard we, we skipped him sell Pollard yeah I yeah. think you have to sell Pollard I, I think that there's too much um too much ambiguity there that they could draft B. John Robinson they could draft Gibbs and that would just steal his his thing I did have Pollard on my list but I shifted to Damian Pierce that was my fault Oh, well, and, he's, and he's franchise tag, one-year deal. He's going to be a 26-year-old free agent running back. Like, that's not yeah. a good place to be. Well, if you if, if I would have saw that switch, I would have added him to my list. I think it's a good good person because you have – Mike McCarthy is going to want a two-running two back system. Remember the free Aaron Jones movement a couple years ago. And then you have, uh, you know, Jerry Jones, who's willing to take Ezekiel Elliott pick four. Like yeah. – and they're gonna see te- they're gonna see that cowboy hat on Bijan Robinson and see all the tickets and jersey sales. Like they might trade up. They'll be they selling tra- Bijan Dijon mustard in the stadium. It'll be a whole thing. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, they got, yeah, like it, it's there is absolutely a world where Jerry Jones trades up, or if he's sitting there, it's gonna be really hard for him to pass up on Bijan Robinson, and that would kill Tony Pollard's value. Yep. And I've seen a lot of, I mean, I've seen a lot of mock drafts where Bijan Robinson goes to the Cowboys there, I believe the 26th spot. And so um, if he's there, it could it definitely could happen. But just because they make it out of the first round, Tony Pollard's not safe. He's on a one-year franchise tag coming off of a major injury. He's about to be 26 years old. Like yep. they're gonna they're gonna add somebody. So I did my personal mock draft and I have Zach Charbonnet going there in the second round. And so another a bigger back. You can see Rashawn Johnson, the third. You can see, you know, any uh, you're gonna have to wait until round five or six before you can breathe 
if you're a, a Tony Pollard fan because it it can happen at any moment. It's a very deep class for running backs, and they could take one. You're like you said, up to the fifth round, and then that could just kill their value. Yeah, and either way, they're going to add somebody. Right now, the number two is Ronald Jones, and so like if they don't, don't, don't add sleep, somebody, don't sleep on Malik Davis. He's all right. I think he could make an impact there if they yeah. don't bring someone in. You got you got Malik Davis. I think I think Leonard Fournette would would go back there. I think Kareem Hunt is in the is in in the talks, but I, I think that they probably draft somebody and and you know go that route. So um, let's go to the tight end position, Dustin. I'm, I'm going to shock people again, and I'm going to say Darren Waller, a newly acquired tight end for the Giants. Darren Waller can't stay healthy. He's getting up there in age. I really liked Daniel Bellinger last year, and they even swapped out Bellinger and a couple other guys last year. So we could see a case where Waller is just okay. Um, looks like the Giants will probably bring in a receiver. They brought back all the receivers from last year. Everyone just assumes that it's this ragtag group of receivers for the Giants. I love Isaiah Hodgins. I was the first guy on him this past year. It, it could just be not greener greener pastures over in New York for Darren Waller. So I'm selling him now while I can. That's that Bills Mafia right there, that Isaiah Hodgins take. I, I wrote my article November 5th. It came out November 16th. I was the first guy to say anything about Isaiah Hodgins when he came out. And he literally scored two touchdowns a week after my article came out. I like it. Hey. I love it. And, uh, you know, people are keep calling the Giants the Smurfs. And uh, <laughs> I have to remind them that that he's on the squad. They also got in Paris Campbell. They got Darren Waller. Uh, Wondell Robinson's coming back off the ACL. I, I do think that um, the Giants are still in the market for adding a receiver. Almost all those guys are on one-year deals. Yep. And so I think they do likely add a receiver, uh, whether it's his Zay Flowers or Jordan Addison in the first round. Second round, I could still see them in the, in the market, um, but but yeah, as far as Waller, the the name value, if you can get a yeah. good deal for him, uh, I'm with it. I will say, I originally was putting him on my sell list earlier this season, and then I looked at his average depth of target, his yards per route run, yards after the catch, and all those metrics, and then I switched it because um, I do think he still has something in him, but he has to stay healthy. Um, that's the big thing. So, uh, so Nate asked a question here about, you know, so age apex for running backs, really like majority of RB one seasons are running backs that are between the ages of 22 and 27 years old. Um, 27 is the peak, but actually majority are really 22 to 26. Yeah. Um, We see, we see 25, 27 year olds on their second contract. Look at Zeke, look at Fournette, like they're 27, 28. They're not even on teams, and they might not well, catch on right now. Two two guys, it'd be perfect examples, and we're you know about done with the the cells. Joe Mixon and Dalvin Cook. You can't really get much for them right now, or Alvin Kamara. Um, they feel like they're ancient, Aaron Jones, and they're they're not, but like they're depreciating assets. Yep. Austin Eckler couldn't get traded. Um, well, okay. That's the that's the big thing. He's on a one year. It's not necessarily that he's twenty six for me. It's that it's that one year deal. Saquon is 26 and couldn't get a deal. So what's to say Tony Pollard is going to get a deal that makes him the primary running back, like what we hope he is in Dallas this year. It's just not likely. So selling on that hype that he's the primary right now is the peak in value that you're looking for. For sure. And then uh, let's do the, the tight ends real, real Brad, your tight end, my tight end. Cause we still got sells. All right, Dalton Schultz is my sell. New tight end for the Houston Texans. He's the 31st he, in 2022. He was the 31st rated tight end by PFF. 
you, you're only starting 12 of these guys or 10 if you're in a 10-person league, 16 if you're in a 16-team league. He was the 32nd tight end in ADOT. So nothing is – this dude is – he needs touchdowns. He needed eight touchdowns to be relevant last year, and that was on a high-powered offense. Now he goes to Houston, who we don't know who the quarterback is yet, likely Stroud or Young. We just don't know yet. But do we expect that to be a team that scores a lot of touchdowns, which is what Dalton Schultz is going to need? So right now I can move Dalton Schultz for Damian Pierce and a second. I'm going to take that. Hell, I'd probably take the second for Dalton Schultz, to be honest. Uh, I can move Dalton Schultz and Damian Pierce for DJ Moore, or I'm sorry, Elijah Moore and Pat Fryermuth. I'm taking that all day and twice on Sunday. So there, there's value that you're getting out of Schultz. And I think this is Austin. I've said this for a while now, this off season, this is the Austin Hooper situation when he left Atlanta top five tight end for two seasons in Atlanta, went to Cleveland, fell off for the face of the planet, right? We hope he can be rejuvenated in Las Vegas. It's likely not the case, but that's what I see in Dalton Schultz right now. Cause he's not that down the field threat that, you know, that is the new hotness for the tight end position. And my tight end is Pat Farmuth. And the reason I say that is, again, it's name value. Um, I think the Steelers are in – they could be in the market for another receiver. They have a ton of draft picks. This offense has generally run a three-receiver, 11-personnel front majority of the time. And we just talked about – like you just just talked about with the the ADOT. Farmuth is not an ADOT kind of a guy. He's he's more touchdown-dependent player. He – I will say that he's, he's got a, a decent number of catches for, through his first two years, considering he had an aged Ben Roethlisberger and then two different quarterbacks last year. Um, but he's got the name value where you can take Pat Fryermuth plus something and move up and get one of the bigger guys like TJ Hawkinson. Or yep. if you happen to have a luxury at tight end and you have Fryermuth as your second, you can get a decent return for him. But the re- this show is really about buy. It's not just buy or sell. It's really buy or sell before the draft. And I think if they were to draft a receiver, it would really hurt his value, especially because their their need is in the slot. And there is a ton of slot receivers in this draft. Big slot receivers. I know when you think slot receiver, everybody thinks of like small white guys. I'm not talking about Julian Edelman or Charlie Jones. You got Jonathan Mingo is a big slot receiver that could go there and, and offer them. And like, you know, you're, you're looking for a guy that can you know, offer him, you know, Michael Thomas, kind of a big body guy, get those possession yards across the middle. Cause you have your, your field stretcher in George Pickens, your big play guy. And then you got your chain mover in, in Deontay Johnson, um, but Jalen Hyatt, uh, another player that could, you know, offer a different skill set from the slot but he can go and completely stretch the field and do those things. So don't leave the Steelers out of your uh, mock drafts for wide receivers, probably day two um, after they address the offensive line. But Pat Frymuth will be the, the one that's hurt because when you look at tight ends, if you want a tight end one season, you want to get 100 targets and 1,000 air yards, that'll, that'll definitely do it. And 1,000 air yards probably get you in the top six. And I just don't know if he's going to do that with Kenny Pickett and potentially two um, you know, at least three. He's got Najee Harris. He's got um, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and then possibly a rookie. So I'm yeah. out. So 
We don't got much time left, so let's go through the buys. You want, me to your, run your, through, you want me to run through all four of mine there? Yeah, just run through all four years. All right, a quarterback, I have Kirk Cousins. They probably had a second receiver to go with Justin Jefferson. They have TJ Hawkinson, a lot of weapons there. Running back, I got Kenneth Gainwell. I'm not worried about Rashad Penny. I think he gets injured. I don't see the Eagles adding a running back. Previously, I said I had Michael Pittman. He's my buy for a receiver. And then buy of Kate Otten at tight end from Tampa Bay. There's talk that they could trade Mike Evans. And when you're looking at tight ends, you want the guy who's the second option on his team. And he could be that behind Chris Godwin this year. I like that. Love it. Brad? All right, so my quarterback buy is going to be Desmond Ritter. Look, Atlanta's picking at eight. I don't think any of the quarterbacks fall to them at eight. And they've said, hey, Desmond Ritter's our guy. Now, we got to get through the draft, but I, I do think we get through the draft without one, and he's going to get the opportunity to start. Uh, and his cost right now is really, really cheap. So go get him before the draft happens, which is the whole purpose of this podcast, before the draft, because I don't think they add anybody. And his value is going to go up if we get through the draft, and it doesn't. Uh, my running back buy is going to be J.K. Dobbins. This dude, even though he couldn't get those 60-yard explosive touchdowns because he was getting run, run down from behind, he had an 18% rate of big runs greater than 10-plus yards. And that's that's best in the league last year. Nobody was as good as he was with 10-plus yard percentage uh, runs. Not number, but the percentage of his touches that went for 10-plus yards. So I think J.K. Dobbins, if he's able to get that long speed back that we know he has coming off that ACL for another year, you know, he had some of those cleanup surgeries at the beginning of last year to do some cleanup procedures. Now that's fully behind him, I think, with Lamar back, OBJ there, Mark Andrews, he's just going to be an absolute steal for your dynasty roster. Uh, the next up, my five for the wide receiver position is going to be Devonta Smith. I said the Eagles wide receiver core, and the big gist of, of that is – I've seen a lot of mocks that have them taking Jordan Addison. So if you can sell that to people and be like, oh, they're going to add Jordan Addison. So I need Devonta Smith on the cheap or A.J. Brown on the cheap. It makes zero sense to me whatsoever yeah. from an Eagles perspective. I see them adding a running back before they do that. But I think they're going to go to the defensive side of the ball because they're starting to age out a little bit there uh, with Darius Slay and and uh, Fletcher Cox and uh, – I'm losing the uh, linebacker, uh, Brandon Graham. All these guys that are starting to get up in age, right? So they're going to be looking at that side of the ball. So I think go buy those Eagles wide receivers right now. While you can sell that narrative, they may be adding somebody uh, through the draft. And then my tight end buy is actually going to be Mark Andrews, and partially because of the all the hubbub behind Lamar Jackson. You'd be like, oh, well, there's a lot of volatility, and Lamar might not be the guy, so do you really want to keep him? And then Dave talked about his sell, Pat Fryermuth. There's a couple instances of Pat Fryermuth and a 24 first being sold for Mark Andrews, and I am smashing that trade all day long. So I'm taking that sell that Dave talked about, and I'm going to buy Mark Andrews before they re-sign Lamar Jackson, if at all possible. Well, I get Sometimes I go and just go through all my leagues and offer the same type of trade, and I'm going to go find every league where I got Fryermuth and I'm going to go try to make that trade happen because, yep. yeah, I would be very interested in doing that. And so for mine, uh, I'm, I cheated a little bit. I put two guys in there. I was the last one to make the <laughs> list. Brock Purdy, I did a price check, and it was super, super cheap. 208 for Brock Purdy. If you got Trey Lance and you want to sleep at night, go just send over that late second. Go get some insurance. 
because like we said earlier, if Trey Lance is the guy 107, 108, you're perfectly fine selling that. Brock Purdy is not a fantasy football superstar, pretty much 202 every single week, Jimmy Garoppolo style. He's not going to win you the week, but he's not going to lose you the week. He's kind of a perfect QB2. Just put him in there and then let your QB1 do, you know, do the damage. But at 208, I mean, if he does end up becoming the starter of the San Francisco 49ers with all those weapons, yeah, like that is well worth it. And if you got Trey Lance in a super flex, you want to handcuff him for all the reasons we talked about earlier. And then Jacoby Brissett, Brad talked about this before. Sam Howell is there. I put out a tweet a few, a few weeks ago, and I was like, do people really think that Desmond Ritter and Sam Howell are going to be like starting quarterbacks the rest of the season? Yes. Dustin, do you think so, or do you not I do. think so? I think they just give them a shot. I think they, dra- they drafted them enough last year to give them a shot to see what they have. Um, I don't see them moving on to someone else. I mean, unless they're absolutely horrible, they switch, but I think they get a shot this year. And I think they get I a whole think- even though, like, in my my perfect scenario would be for for my guy Hendon Hooker to end up being the replacement for Lamar Jackson with Todd Monken and the Baltimore Ravens, I'd like that. But I would love to see Hendon Hooker down there in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. I would like to see him with Drake London, Kyle Pitts. They you know they could draft they could draft a first round. Um, they could trade back, draft a first round receiver, get Hendon Hooker in the second round, or you know maybe. Getting Hooker late, late first round. Uh, I just, I really like him in that, you know, in that system where he can use his rushing ability. Um, Move the six talked about it. He was probably the, the, the cleanest guy when it came down to doing those RPOs and some of that magic yep. with the ball in the backfield. He is stone cold, ice in the veins when it comes down to pocket presence. One of the biggest issues with a lot of these, a lot of these quarterbacks, if you look at their rating. When the pocket breaks down, there's only two guys that really stand in there and know what they're doing, and that's Hendon Hooker and Bryce Young. Yeah. CJ Stroud, not so good when the pocket crumbles. Will Levis, Will Levis is horrible. <laughs> awful. And Anthony awful. Richardson, worse. And so, like, Hendon Hooker in that air raid system with, you know, with Todd Munkin would be great. But I do like him in down there in Atlanta with those weapons and then being able to use his, his rushing ability – um, I think he is going – I think Hennon Hooker is going to go to one of those spots, whether it's Washington or, or Atlanta. Um, but you could see him go, you know, to uh, Tennessee. I, I Daniel, Daniel Jeremiah had him going to the Vikings. Um, That's right. But Jacoby Brissett would be interesting as, as a very cheap person to, to – you know, Sam Howell was announced as kind of the starter, and that headline went out, and then it, then it was like – can you talk about uh, Sam Howell being the starter? And then uh, Rivera was like, I said that he's going to have a chance, every chance to be the starter. And I'm like, that guy's not the starter. Like, no. Like, this is going to be a situation where, like, Sam Howell goes to the draft party and they just they pick Hennon Hooker. <laughs> um, so I just don't believe it. And, and if they don't get Hennon Hooker, I don't know if he's fully safe. Jacoby Brissett plays a brand of football that they are looking for. They had Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz that are very poor versions of Brett Favre and they just yeah. throw the ball all over the place. They're careless. And Jacoby Brissett doesn't do that. Like the Browns, they had no business winning as many games they did last no, year, but they did good coaching and, and good quarterback. And he lost them games by throwing touchdown interceptions in the end zone. Like yeah. they won more games than they should have. And he lost a couple, like at the end, like 
he played well above expectations. So, yeah. and then uh, my my running back, I put Alexander Madison. Um, he's super cheap right now. If you look at trade charts, things like that, he's you know third round pick, uh, late second round pick. Dalvin Cook, I don't think gets cut, but they couldn't do anything with Dalvin Cook right now because he just had shoulder surgery. So if something happens with Dalvin Cook, it's going to be later on. But Dalvin Cook is, you know, he's getting older. Last year's first time he actually played 16 games. Um, I think Alexander Madison could take over that backfield this year. And if they draft somebody, it doesn't mean that Alexander Madison is replaced. could be Alexander Madison as the A and the other person is the B, but he's just so cheap. And then the the uh, other cheat at, at running back is uh, Samaje Piran. Um, Javante Williams, we don't know if he's going to be ready to go at the beginning of the season. And if he is, if he has a full, full workload, Samaje Piran is there. And we've seen a lot of two-back systems out of Sean Payton, and Pirine is a good pass catcher. And what, we know. What would you pay for Pirine, just out of curiosity? Mid, mid third, late third. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, and then Elijah Moore at my receiver position. Uh, I, I like. I say, you know, and this is contradicting my my Bears statement earlier because the Bears gave a very good draft pick for uh, Chase Claypool, but I think that the the Browns would not have paid that high of a draft pick if they didn't really believe in Elijah Moore. And I think it tells us a lot about what they think about this draft class because they easily could have drafted somebody at pick 42 and then had the extra pick. So they are going to use Elijah Moore, and I I like where he's going. I think he's going to go right in there and be number two in targets on that team behind Amari Cooper. They got DPJ as well, um, but he's not really a target hog, more of a, uh, you know, deep down the field. Um, you know, he's more of an A dot kind of a guy type of style, chuck it out there, 40 yep. yards. Run under, yep. yep. And then you got, um, you know, then you have, you know, Najoku as well. Um, and then for, uh, for my tight end, I put 2023 second round picks, like go get those 2023 second round picks. You can get Dalton Kincaid. You can get, uh, you get Michael Mayer, Luke Musgrave, probably Luke Musgrave in the third. Yeah. Um, you know, these are good players and, both those guys would have been the tight end one in last year's class. Easily. And you can go get them now. Uh, I'm just, you know, I, I really do think that, you know, I'm not a big Washington guy, but I would go with the, those other, those other three. Um, and, uh, and I think you'll, you'll be in a much better spot. Like I said earlier, trading somebody like a youth or Najoku um, and getting one of these guys plus is, is how I would handle things. I agree. All right. Well, Hey, a little longer than we wanted to be. But let's not forget to talk about our 101 giveaway. So all you have to do is let us know, and I'm going to put a post out, where is Bijan Robinson going to land? If you guess correctly, you'll get a free entry for a $40 gift card to our merch store, or you can just buy the shirt. If you just want to go buy it. <laughs> just go buy it. But if you want a, uh, a free shirt, just let us know. It's free to enter. Just say, Bijan Robinson is going to go to the Dallas Cowboys. If Dallas Cowboys select him, we'll pick a name out of the hat of all the Cowboys selectors, and you can win a $40 gift card to sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash merch store. All right. Well, Dustin, where can we find your work? Yeah, you can find me at on Twitter at the DUnit13. Um, I am the new content director for DynastyProsFootball.com. Uh, uh, and then I also contribute at QBList.com and DynastyNerds.com. But uh, you can check me out on Twitter. I'll be down at the draft covering it in person with some media credentials. 
Um, so give me a follow. I'll be doing some tweets. I have my mock draft. We're doing a live stream on that Monday before the draft for releasing my mock draft. Um, you know, full mock draft for the first round with some trades, probably three or four trades in there. So check me out on Twitter. That's the best place to find my stuff. When I'm on podcasts such as this and other podcasts, that's the best place to find me. And thanks for coming on. Thanks for your time. And as always, good luck this season. Cheers. Cheers.